Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Mixed martial arts and boxing fans, it's time for Fighter's Fury inside the heart of a champion. With your hosts, Brendan Tobin, Seema, and Tommy Guns. It's time for Fighter's Fury on AM790 The Ticket. Welcome on in, Fighters Fury here on 790 The Ticket, bright and early, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, 9 a.m., it's football season, so that means we are up and at them an hour earlier, and it was an exciting night of fights over the weekend, Bellator 183 brought the action yesterday, very, very exciting, although you did have, the the main event was a bit of a snoozer, I'm not going to lie, you know, Benson Henderson, Patricky Pitbull, not the greatest fight in the world. Uh, close fight. It was a split decision. Ben Henderson ends up uh, going one and three now in Bellator. Free agency hasn't uh, the, the the shift over there hasn't been what I what I think he'd imagine it would be. He's lost two title fights. He's got one win via via injury. Um, so it, it certainly hasn't been the move that he hoped it would be. But I will say this. You know, Ben Henderson, I don't know uh, what people took from him as far as inspiration, but give him give him props for really being the first major guy to take that jump. You know, this was a card that was very much lifted up by former UFC guys. You had Big Country Roy Nelson. You had Lorenz Larkin. You had Ben Henderson. It was a card that I think brought a lot of people into the tent because of names they probably recognized from the UFC. And a lot of the Bellator guys delivered. It was a fantastic, entertaining night. The Roy Nelson fight, Javi uh, Avila fight, really, really entertaining. Not not the typical uh, Roy Nelson we're, we're used to seeing, as it wasn't an all-out slugfest. Big Country had some uh, had some takedowns. He was doing some ground and pound. Um, got to see uh, got to see the old cardio tank get pushed for for uh, for, for for Big Country, uh, which was really entertaining. But man, you had. Paul Daly versus Lorenz Larkin was was fantastic. And th- I'll tell you what, it is a shame that Paul Daly is out of the UFC because of the way he is with the uh with the the conversation that he had with the referee and he's he's basically banned. Um you know, and, and he got worked by Roy Nelson uh Roy McDonald pretty bad uh, a couple months back. But he's a really entertaining. He's an entertaining personality. The way he fights is very entertaining. Um, and that was a savage knockout that he put on Lorenz Larkin and called out Michael Venom Page, um, which I think would be a fantastic fight for Bellator to put together. You know, kind of the all British matchup, two guys who are at standing strikers. And they really need to give MVP a, a a big test. You know, this guy's last fights out. It was, you know, it was, it was, it was pretty patty cake. It was pretty boring. And we haven't seen that ever since he had the old, uh, you know, flying knee of death that, cracked cyborg skull they, they the the steam has kind of run out of mvp so i think 
a heated rivalry right like this would be uh would be a big liftoff for him. Um but yeah, I mean as far as the main event went last night, Patricky Pitbull getting the win over Ben Anderson. I, I thought Ben should have gotten the nod. Um there was a weird moment in the third round where he went down really quick. It, it, almost like a uh, a flash knockdown if you will. And it it came from a shoulder. You know, they were saying on the broadcast they thought it was a headbutt. So I would imagine that's probably what got Patricky the nod. But I thought Ben had 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 uh, better moments in the round as it was uh, as it was going on. So entertaining fight last night. But I got to tell you, the guy who stole the show, I think, out of anybody, was Aaron Pico. Aaron Pico, who had just an awful debut. You know, this was a guy that I think ESPN touted him as he's he's kind of MMA's LeBron, like he is the the chosen one. He is the the big prospect, junior wrestling champion, Golden Gloves champion, has everything as an amateur you'd want to come into a promotion with. And he's getting his start in Bellator. And he comes in and Madison Square Garden, he gets clipped real bad and ends up getting submitted. It was uh, it was a rough debut. It was a rough debut for Aaron Pico. And so he moves down to 145 pounds which he looked great at. I mean, his cardio looked incredible and just put on a really, really great show against Justin Lin. Still showed some flaws, like got clipped a few times, but, I mean, there was at one point where he had Justin Lin up against the cage, and I don't know, I, I didn't keep count of it, but it, it felt like he threw what was like a 15-punch combination, and you're wondering, man, is he, is he going to have a gas tank to keep going with that? Follows it up with a takedown. Uh, they end up getting st- stood up again, and I mean he unleashes this this uppercut from hell on Justin Lin, who I mean he he deaded him like it was it almost like Justin Lin was doing a trust fall into the cage. That's how stiffened up he was from this shot. It was such a great bounce back performance by Aaron Pico. Uh, speaks a lot to the man, you know, very uh, very mature. Everybody talks about his uh, the demeanor. As a great personality, and he really showed out yesterday. It was a really, really great performance by him. As you want people to forget, you know, you don't want to come in there. You're already doing the thing where you're changing weight classes. Let's see if we can get you a fresh start there. Um, and and, and you really, I think, erase a lot of people's mind. The way you do that, the way if you lose in in, in spectacular, embarrassing fashion, the way you make people forget is by going out and winning in spectacular fashion. And that's what he did yesterday. Really, really great performance by him. And Bellator, look, they've they've got uh, they've got an exciting they had an exciting night of fights. A Saturday night, not from the traditional Friday that they normally do. Uh UFC was on Friday this past week on UFC Japan. We'll get to a little bit of that card as well. But they uh you know they held their own. They they felt like they felt like a major card and I think we could keep saying, you know, they um Bellator has had a really good year. I know their pay-per-view didn't do fantastic numbers. You know, there were numbers saying it did under 100,000 buys. But it's it, that that's them cracking into the business. It's it's a hard it's a hard business to crack. They definitely put on a great car that was deserving of money, I thought. And last night was uh was fantastic with uh, with with their with the action that they put forth. Um, you know, if, if you feel like everything's like a whirlwind and then you get to the main event, 
And it's a close, disputed main event. You know, was certainly wasn't the most exciting um, fight. I don't think anybody will ever pine for seeing Patricky Pitbull versus Ben Henderson again. But Holly contested. Um, definitely some debate there. And you think about that, what they put together, they're holding their own. Scott Coker's done a fantastic job. This move of getting uh, disgruntled or undervalued UFC stars, it, it, it it's a great play by them. And I'll tell you, the idea that you feel like the promotion has more credibility because they have these names on their roster it it really is uh it's it's really speaking to the growth of their product i think they've had a great year and what's been a tough year i think for ufc because of all the things they've had to deal with injury wise weight cutting issues main events getting ruined bellator I, I think they've they've gone through this thing pretty well. I mean, they had the one issue with Matt Mitrione getting the kidney stones, and that ruined a uh, Fedor-Matt Mitrione matchup. We eventually got it. So it was made good. So Bellator, fantastic night. I think Aaron Pico was the star of the night. Roy Nelson, uh, interesting debut. Not, I think, what everybody expected. Paul Daly uh, continues to be one of their most exciting guys. And Ben Henderson, I don't really know where he goes from here. I, I, I don't know... Um, you know, got a chance to speak with him this week before and uh, before the fight, and he said his plan was to fight three times before the end of the year. Um, and he he had been out, but he said he wanted to fight this month. He wanted to fight in um, he wanted to fight maybe late October and then maybe again in December. So he was planning to be very active. I don't think he took too much damage from this fight, other than. I guess how serious you think that flash knockdown was, how how serious he thinks it was. Um, but he's got some rebuilding to do. And and he has the name value that he was brought into that promotion with. But his fights aren't very stimulating. Fans were booing. Lost a couple title shots. I don't really know where he goes. Um is it a case where Bellator is going to cut him? I don't know how many fights he has left on his contract with Bellator, but he really started that wave. Um, so he does, you know, he does deserve some some credit in that regard. Where he wanted to make a change, what was better for him and his family, uh, where he thought he'd be put on a platform. And it's not like they haven't given him the opportunity, but the results just haven't been there in the cage. The results, um, as far as what he's putting forth in the action, hasn't lived up to what they probably hoped it would be. So I imagine, um, you know, they probably should put him in some matches where he can get those exciting fights again. You know, and he was after the fights, he was swearing up and down, you know, I'm not going to put in the hands of the judge anymore. I'm not going to try and have such close fights. I I, I have a hard time believing he's going to change who he is. I mean, he is, he's a guy, he's very calculated in the way he goes about beating his opponents. He's very calculated in the way he goes about trying to to pick people apart. And so the idea that he's going to come out there and he's going to try and steamroll guys, maybe if they go out there and they try and give him um, lesser competition. But I think at this point he kind of is who he is. And so we'll see uh, We'll see what, what uh, unfolds for Ben Henderson. But last night Aaron Pico stole the show. That was fantastic. Jump jumped off my couch moment for Bellator last night. That was great. 
Um, and I thought Paul Daly, Paul Daly with his call out of, of MVP after really, really just a, uh, a huge, huge knockout, vicious knockout on Lorenz Larkin. Really, really great performance. We're going to do a little bit of UFC Japan, a ton of things happening in the world of mixed martial arts and boxing news-wise. A big matchup uh, in the heavyweight division was announced this week. Another big heavyweight matchup took place yesterday. And another big heavyweight matchup in boxing is starting to brew on social media. We'll tell you all about that next as Fires Fury rolls on after this. It's Fighters Fury on AM790, The Ticket. All right, welcome back. Tobin here with you. Fighters Fury rolls on this Sunday morning. UFC Japan this past week on Friday. It was uh, it was fun, man. It was another fun card. It was a lot of good MMA action this past week. Gokan Saki. He really brought some excitement to it. Vicious KO in his return. And it was dicey. Like He was not defending much. And all of a sudden, just unleashes onto Silva. Puts him out and starts screaming, this is my house, this is my house. In his Turkish, you know, uh, pronunciations or tone. And it was, uh, it was a cool moment. Uh, Jessica Andrade, Claudia Gadelia, they had an excellent fight. I think they got bonus for fight of the night. They put on a hell of a show. Really, really exciting fight between those two. The problem is, you know, they're both in this position with Joanna Jacek, who's uh, now now training at American Top Team. You know, she's a cut above. She's she's kind of wiped out everybody there is. She's taking on Rose Namajunas at UFC 217, which is cool, but I also... I'm also a little bit iffy on doing the three title fights on one night. I don't love when they do that. I'm not I'm not a huge fan of them just throwing titles on there because they think, oh, this will get people's attention. There's three title fights. I'd almost rather them give Joanna a a a fight night stage or a, a UFC on Fox card. I, I prefer that for the the uh, you know the smaller titles or maybe the titles that don't get their own publicity. Uh, I get that they're trying to really stack the decks and and get people to buy that MSG card because you know it's the, I think that's going to become some of a, somewhat of a tradition for them doing the November New York card New York and it was such a fight to get New York for so long for the UFC they they feel like they have to blow it out every single time even though New York screws it up all the time and you know it'd be nice if you threw South Florida bone you know brought UFC down here every now and then just saying I mean you know everybody trains down here but. You know, it's cool. Don't don't ever put fights on down here again, UFC, ever. Like, seriously. I mean, it'd be cool if, you know, we could throw something down at the American Airlines Arena or do it at the Hard Rock when the Hard Rock gets revamped and they have a damn glass guitar up there. But, you know, it's cool. Give New York, like, every card, UFC. Keep giving New York all the cards and let them keep screwing it up for you. Please don't stop giving New York cards. Honestly. No, we love it. We love continuing to get upset because they don't know what the hell they're doing and just never never come down here again please honestly so stupid christ they've gone to every corner of new york over the last year there's been like nine cards on new york it's enough now we come live from saratoga it's like you know what if they're not racing horses in saratoga i don't give a rat's ass if it's in saratoga please for Christ's sakes, enough with the New York cards. Now we come live from the Nassau Coliseum. It's, it, 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 
it's got concrete falling from the rafters. Why don't you chill on going with every corner of New York and throw South Florida bone? That's all I'm saying, UFC. Nonetheless, Ovin St. Prue, he got a win over Yushin Okami, who was a late substitution for Shogun. Beat him with the damn Von Fluchoke again. That's OSP's move, man. And he was able to finish the job there. So that was UFC Japan this past week uh, on Friday night. Uh, really, really fun card. Now, switching over to boxing for a little bit. We um, we had the replay last night, Triple G versus Canelo on HBO before the uh, Jorge Linares fight. Jorge Linares getting the split decision win over Campbell. Um you know, my opinion my opinion stuck the same. I, I didn't come away from that thinking, man, I really missed that. You know, I originally scored it a draw, but I could totally see seven five for Triple G. And I came away last night thinking the same thing. It wasn't uh I, I didn't feel very swayed by hearing all the people be upset about it, hearing all the outcry about it, and I and I came away really being entertained by the fight. I I, I heard some dumb theories this week about the judges or Adelaide Bird specifically her card has killed any interest in a rematch and again I think if that's the case you probably just don't like boxing that much like you these are the things where people like to feel that they're going to be so outraged they're not going to tune in again but like the idea that Triple G's is like yeah you know what he's got to go fight Billy Joe Saunders now and you know, Canelo's got to go maybe fight Cotto again, and, and then they'll fight again. You know, like, let people forget about this. What do you want people to forget? This was a fantastic fight. I mean, I think that's one of the things that's lost upon, among people. You know, you look at this Triple G-Canelo fight, and everybody wants to say, ah, let's have people forget about it. No. No. In fact, it's maybe one of the dumbest things you could do is have people forget. You want Triple G legitimately angry and beefing that he got screwed out of this fight got screwed out of this win got screwed out of being the a side for this next fight got screwed out of getting more money for this next matchup that's what you want to do you don't want to have him go fight billy joe saunders and maybe look like he's declining even more and have canelo now have an excuse to back out and say you know what we've had our fight Clearly, Triple G is not what he was. You don't want to do that. If you Triple G, you nail down the damn rematch. If you if you Golden Boy Promotions, you nail down the damn rematch, and we get a resolution. Whatever you want to say, have if you think Triple G got screwed? Fine. We need a resolution. Kovalev Ward fought a close fight. A lot of people thought Kovalev got screwed. You had a rematch, and you got a damn resolution. Uh, I mean, some people still thought that, you know, Andre Ward won via cheating. because of low blows. I'm not one of those people. Happy retirement to Andre Ward, by the way. But nonetheless, we got a damn resolution. You have a draw, you go, and you do it again. It ain't rocket science, all right? There's no putting this in the slow cooker and, and, and you're making a damn roast. That's not what we're doing here. You go and you make Triple G Canelo. These guys go enjoy their riches for a little bit, get a pot belly, and then you get your asses in the ring, Cinco de Mayo 2018, and you get a damn resolution to the fight. That's it. No weaseling around with other matchups. No trying to get another payday here. 
The only thing people care about is seeing these two fight again and getting a freaking resolution to what the hell went down two weeks ago. That's what we want. And, and this idea, oh, you know what? We need the, 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 the visceral from this is so slow. We, we need to put it on. No. No, it's not. Anybody who says it's that, that that's either a promoter or a marketer, they're idiots. Boxing fans want to see Triple G and Canelo fight again, 12 or less more rounds. Let's go. Figure out who the damn better fighter is. That's what I need. And you know what's going to help? Instead of these two being nicey-nice all over the, the place, Triple G can't say anything. He's got to walk on eggshells because it's his first big payday. Canelo's not going to say anything because, Christ, he doesn't say anything. You get these two in the damn ring with each other. Now they actually hate each other because they got some heat. Be bigger than it was the last time. Maybe you actually will get your three million Oscar. We, we your idiot predictions. Oh, it's going to be a three million pay-per-view. Get the hell out of here. Nobody even knew who Triple G was from a pay-per-view standpoint. Obviously, he was a good draw on ratings. Why? But my point is, don't overthink it. For so long, boxing overthinks it. This is easy. This is as easy as it gets. This is one of those questions on the test where it's obviously all of the above. You ever remember that? Where, like, the teacher would give you the test and they'd be like, what, 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 is, what, what, what is on the American flag? Stripes, stars, red, white, and blue, or all of the above? And you're like, what are you, just like hearing your own voice? Of course it's all of the above. What kind of a stupid question is that? Waste of my time, Mrs. Picasso. Jeez. Anywho, one thing I was excited about, I was excited to see some heavyweight action this week. Um, as far as we got to see... Joseph Parker retained his uh, retained his belt over Huey Fury. But speaking of Fury, this got me excited. The champ, Shannon the Cannon, champ, back at it on Instagram. The champ's been down a little bit. He's been sitting quiet, laying in the weeds, as it'll be cleared to fight in November. And that'll, that'll be good times. But I thought it took an interesting route this week. And nobody goes after somebody on social media like Shannon Briggs. Setting his sights on Tyson Fury for his comeback fight. You know, this Tyson Fury, I don't know what the hell's going on with him. You know, the guy is a gypsy or a traveler, as they like to say. And I don't know. He's retired like twice. Since 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 giving up his belts or getting stripped of his belts from the British Boxing Board, but I don't know where the hell he is, and I don't know when the hell he's gonna fight. But I tell you this: if you're telling me I can get Shannon Briggs and Tyson Fury in a fight, and I can get them in a fight promotion, that's gold right there. I mean, for Christ's sakes, Shannon Briggs made Vladimir Klitschko interesting, and Klitschko's got the personality of a wall. Chased him down on a damn wakeboard. It was genius. Now you're telling me a guy in Tyson Fury who actually dresses up like Batman? I get that guy and Shannon the Cannon Briggs who will go literally to an Italian restaurant and steal the pasta off your damn plate? I get those guys in a fight promotion together? Sign me up. Sign me up. 
put my bangers and mash in a damn suitcase. I'm throwing on my Jay Ajayi jersey, and we're going to London. We're going to London. We're going to go there. We're going to say, hey, let's go, champ, right in front of Buckingham Palace, and we're going to go find Tyson Fury in whatever hell-traveling gypsy caravan that he may be in with his pot belly. We're going to drag his ass out of retirement, and we're going to have Shannon the Cannon Briggs fighting Tyson Fury, getting people all kinds of hype for this heavyweight division that was on some kind of momentum, but then all of a sudden, you know what they decided to do? They dropped the ball. That They dropped the ball. That's what they do. They need some life <laughs> injected back into it because you got this Deontay Wilder. who I'm excited about this fight, him versus Luis Ortiz. I'm not going to lie. I think that's a good fight, but hell. These two aren't going to go back and forth in promotion with each other. You need a good a, a good bleep-talking fest, man. That's what gets you going. That's how you promote a fight. That's how we roll. So you're telling me I'm going to have Shannon the Cannon Briggs storm in London. I think you should go from Gypsy Caravan to Gypsy Caravan, knocking on all of them, trying to find where the hell this Tyson Fury is, getting his ass back in the boxing ring. Where the hell is Tyson Fury? I saw him work out in a Derrick Rose jersey the other day. I was like, first of all, how the hell does he even know what Derrick Rose is? Second of all, if you weigh 400 pounds, don't wear a jersey that's single digits. That's just bad protocol. All right? Take it from a big guy himself. I'm not rocking number one. That's not, that's going to get lost in the shuffle. And so Tyson Fury, and second of all, you're the damn heavyweight champion of the world. Stripped. But you're the damn heavyweight champion of the world. Why did you get the Walmart replica brand? That's weird to me. With the with the shoulder pads that go way too high over. Everyone knows the ones I'm talking about. When you see those jerseys where, the, where you're like, hey, hey, why is your shoulder covered so much in a basketball jersey? That's what I want to know with Tyson Fury. But if you're telling me Shannon the Cannon Briggs, Tyson Fury leading up to a fight, Sold. I'm in. We'll be back after this. It's Fighters Fury on AM790, The Ticket. Welcome back. Fighters Fury here on 790, The Ticket. Aqua Orange pregame show is coming up after us. Greg Likens, DJ Williams, they will get you ready for Dolphins Jets. Don't embarrass us today, Dolphins. That's all I'm going to say. Shout out to Andre Ward. He uh, retired this past week with a record of 32-0. Unified light heavyweight champion, as we mentioned last week, last uh, segment about his win over Sergey Kovalev. Who I thought had a funny response and says, oh, this is good for boxing. It's good for the fans. Andre Ward is, uh, it's funny, man. When one of those guys who doesn't exactly have the most pleasing style retires, people do seem to appreciate them more. Um, you always appreciate them more when they're gone, don't you? But I still am not quite sold Andre Ward is done. He strikes me as the guy who desperately needs the old comeback fight. And what I mean by that is a lot of times in boxing, the retirement, it's a play. It's a play to get people interested in you again. When you're gone, they crave you. When they can't have you anymore, they want you all of a sudden. And I feel like Andre Ward, who had... Two pretty bad pay-per-view flops with the Kovalev stuff. With the rematch being even worse, which I found very surprising because it was a, it was a, I thought those two put on a good fight the first time. 
I thought had a, a good verbal rivalry. For whatever reason, wouldn't click. And Ward retires 32-0, says his body can't take it anymore. Um, obviously, as a career in broadcast if he wants to do it. But I still feel like Andre Ward could use, and I don't know if it's going to take somebody emerging. I don't know what it may be, but I still feel like we'll still see him back in the boxing ring one more time just for that one last one where people are going to be like, yeah, but could he beat this guy? You know, when when people really, when when Andre Ward gets a foe where people are, are, are going to be saying, I really, uh, I, I want to see that matchup. I want to see Andre Ward go in there and put forth an effort that uh, that can give either an opponent credibility or be the real staple of his career. So I'm not quite sold that he's done yet. But if he is, a uh, fantastic fighter, gold medalist, two division uh, champ, multiple division champion, unified light heavyweight champion to to seemingly seal up his career. Um, so if it is the end for Andre Ward, if it is the end of his career, props to him, man. A lot of entertainment. Speaking of retirement, if I could flip back to mixed martial arts for a second, I think this will get fans excited. Matt Brown, he is a, the immortal. He has announced that he is going to have a retirement fight November 11th against Diego Sanchez. Now, what the hell? Why can I not get nine of those? That is going to be an absolute murderer's row, brawl for all, crazy slugfest. Matt Brown versus Diego Sanchez, are you bleeping kidding me? That's that. That's a way to go out for Matt Brown, and you'd expect no other way. Uh, fantastic. And I'll tell you this: this was also exciting. Carlos Condit, who he he see, it wasn't official retirement, but it was a lot of retirement things around Carlos Condit, and thought he was done fighting, but not so. He tweeted to uh, Sean Shelby this week, and this is a good way to do business. Tweeted to Sean Shelby this week that uh, he wants to fight. He wants back in. And we haven't seen him in the octagon since last August where he lost a submission. Uh, We lost by a submission to Damian Maia while Damian Maia was on his roll. Uh, And before that, just had an absolute, absolute fight of the year with Robbie Lawler. Unbelievable fight between those two. So we may be seeing Carlos Condit back in the octagon real soon. Told Sean Shelby that he wants to fight December or January. And obviously Sean Shelby's going to oblige that decision. So there's that. Dance Crawford, he also uh, had some interesting things getting back to the Andre Ward thing. He said that he is ready to take over the number one spot now that Ward and Mayweather have officially retired. And I would say uh, we need to get Terrence Crawford a, a big marquee win for that to happen, for him to get that kind of credit because he is an absolute monster when he goes in that ring. Huge bad intentions when he goes in there against his opponents. Um, man, if they can give him that Pacquiao fight, if, they, if top ranking can stop being such cheap bastards and give Pacquiao pony up the money for him. Because here's the thing. I know they want to do this Jeff Horn thing again. You know, Pacquiao Horn. I don't need to see Manny Pacquiao fight Jeff Horn again with his dirty tactics and his grabbing behind the head 
his kangaroo headbutts, his Australian judges. I don't need to see Pacquiao go through that again. But if Pacquiao is going to go in there with a young, hungry guy, if you are top rank and you got this new deal with ESPN, and what's standing between you and making this Terrence Crawford Pacquiao fight is the money you got to pay Manny Pacquiao because he wants a boatload of it to fight somebody of Terrence Crawford's ilk. Who could blame him? If you're gonna go out on your if you're gonna go out on your shield, why not get paid a boatload of cash? But Manny Pacquiao kicked off this ESPN top rank deal with a home run ratings wise. Home run. If you're gonna make this fight, Terrence Crawford, Manny Pacquiao. Give Pacquiao his damn payday. You're going to have every ESPN platform at your fingertips. You're going to be able to have people caring about Terrence Crawford fighting a superstar in Manny Pacquiao. And you're going to be investing in your own future because if he does go out there and does throttle Manny Pacquiao or does beat him soundly, well, then you got yourself a damn star. Then you got yourself somebody that you could actually look upon and say, hey, this is this is this is a real this is a real unbelievable fighter we got in our stable here. So I still think he needs that marquee win. Yeah, I mean listen, Terrence Crawford's been doing great on his own valor and and, and his credentials are fantastic. But it is what it is. The mainstream audience needs a needs a connection with him. And the way they do that, you get him in the fight with Manny Pacquiao by any means necessary. It's a it, it, and forget this this, this this Jeff Horn. Get the hell out of here with this Jeff Horn. Everybody knows that fight was one of the biggest robberies in Manny Pacquiao's career. That's considering a career where he, he got robbed by Tim Bradley. That's saying something. That he got screwed in that fight. I mean, literally had the guy finished, Dunzo, and like yeah, guess what, Kangaroo Boy, he's the winner. You know, do we really need to see that again? Does it do anything for Manny Pacquiao? Like, the reason, get into my rematch point from a segment ago. Rematches, they need to have a true resolution. That's the that's the importance of a rematch. Yeah, a lot of the times it's to get fighters a bigger payday, but a lot of the times it's to get a resolution. If a guy beat a guy in a fluke, was it a fluke or was it legit? If it was a very close fight, we need to know who really won, especially if it's a draw. But Manny Pacquiao fighting Jeff Horn, for the love of God, we know Manny Pacquiao is a better fighter than Jeff Horn every single day of the week. Every single day of the week. There's no resolution needed. It's just a bad judge, a couple of bad judges with a bad decision. Let's just move on. Let's move on. There's no point in doing this anymore. And... If you're going to use Manny Pacquiao, if he's got one fight, two fights left in him, put put him up there against a guy that could actually be a star, no disrespect to Jeff Horn, but a guy in Terrence Crawford who could actually be a legitimate boxing superstar for you guys, pay Manny Pacquiao to get in the damn ring with him, and let's see what happens. And then if Pacquiao beats this guy, whew, then you just, I mean, what can you say? Hall of Famer. I mean, I, I mean obviously an all-timer in Manny Pacquiao, but if he's in there and he's going to beat what people think is one of the most dangerous fighters in his prime right now, and he goes and beats him, I mean, what can you say? He's Manny Pacquiao. He's one of the all-time greats. How the hell they're not 
doing that and they're considering making this Jeff Horn fight again. For what? You think I need to see Manny Pacquiao get his arm raised because some judges say so to say he's a better fighter than Jeff Horn, especially at his age? Get out of here, man. That's a waste of time for me. That's wasted 12 rounds of Manny Pacquiao's career to fight Jeff Horn again. No point. And I know they were close to doing it. But the only thing you're going to get out of that is another fantastic Teddy Atlas rant. Like, that's the only payoff there. Let's see if Manny Pacquiao gets screwed again, and let's see if Teddy Atlas loses his bleep. But but I'm telling you, they got, look, they're doing this right with the top rank. They got the Lomachenko, Grigandau fight coming up in December. That's awesome. I'm glad they're doing it. But for me, what do you do with Terrence Crawford? This guy, this guy's another one of your aces in the hole if you're top rank. You match him up with Pacquiao, and you do, and you pay whatever you have to for Pacquiao. That's what I'm saying. So, I don't know. To me, it's pretty, it's pretty simple. But, but you know, who, who's to say Bob Arum's finally going to go to to sound logic? I found this cool. There's a report that Conor McGregor may be speaking to Congress on behalf of mixed martial arts fighters' rights. You need him. If, if that is going to be the case where mixed martial artists are going to get the same rights as boxers under the Ali Act, you need Conor McGregor to back you. It was like with all this union talk. Nothing was going to happen if you don't get the stars to do it. If you don't get the stars on board, and man, those unions died off quick. You remember that? Do you guys remember last year when there was like GSP and Cowboy Cerrone and TJ Dillashaw? Uh, who else was up there? Kane Velasquez. And they were all up there with Bjorn Rebney. And it was just like, just went away. It was it was no mas. There was no Cowboys you know, got a new fat deal with the UFC. TJ Dillashaw's fighting for the belt. Hell, he was fight he was fighting for the belt and then was gonna fight for a, a, a weight class he had never been to. Then he was like, ah, you know what, TJ, why don't you fight Mighty Mouse? It's like, really? I've never even made 125. Ah, who cares? Let's just go in there and fight him. Go go do you. Now that fight ended up not happening because I, I, I think because TJ Dillashaw realized he couldn't make weight, but that's just me. Um, <laughs> and then uh, and then GSP's main event at uh, at MSG. So go figure. But these things don't happen without the real cash cows. And no, you know GSP's a big star. I'm not I'm not trying to slight him, but he's not Conor McGregor. And if you don't have Conor McGregor, if you don't have Ronda Rousey, um. I don't see how these things get done. And so the fact that he's uh, he's willing to do that, if that is true, uh, that'd be huge. That's huge for mixed martial artists, man. Speaking of Ronda Rousey, this Edmund Tarvanian is the worst. He continues to be the worst. I, I really... He goes on the MMA hour there at Hawani. And I'll do this to the caveat. I understand he was asked the question, who would you like that dream matchup to be? He was asked, do you think Ronda fights again? He says 50-50, which thank you for going out on a lead with that. She's either going to fight or not. But he says if she were to fight, wants her to fight Chris Cyborg. It's a terrible idea. And this is, I'm one of these people, I, I didn't jump off the Ronda Rousey train. A lot of people did. A lot of people didn't like the way she lost, don't like, don't like the way she handled uh, losing very well. 
I didn't care. Fighters are fighters. I mean, they can react however the hell they want. You're in a you're in a cage or a ring, and somebody's trying to kick or punch or elbow you. Like, what do I need sportsmanship for? Like that that's 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 ultimate resolution to it. You don't think she's a good sport? Okay, her her crime is she's not a good sport. Big deal. Uh, her 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 benefit is she got women to. You know, Jessica Andraj and and uh, Claudia Gadelli got to fight in Japan this past week, and they both got an extra fifty grand because they put on a fight of the night because of Ronda Rousey. So, I, I would say her her benefits outweigh her flaws. But let's just say what it is. I mean, um, this last fight against Amanda Nunes, it was almost like continuation of the Holly Holm fight. She continued to look like somebody who just couldn't take a shot in, in, in fighting anymore. Um, so the idea that you're going to put her in a cage or think that it's responsible to put her in a cage with Chris Cyborg, bigger, better striker than Amanda Nunes, and she's going to have a shot, I just think it's irresponsible as as uh, as a coach to put that out there. Um, y- you know, because... You know, now people will, will pine for it a little bit. You're, you're getting your name. You're shine again. Starting to get back in the public light. Is it a money grab by him? I mean, that's 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 a big question there, too, um, where he wants to, to drum up some interest. But I do think, and I, and I believe this, I do think there was a time where Ronda Rousey could have given Cyborg a run for her money. I just don't think it's anymore. I think Ronda Rousey shot as far as taking strikes to the head. You know, we saw her against Amanda Nunez. It was deer in headlights as soon as the the fist started flying at her again. And I just I don't I don't I don't I don't know if at this point in her career she hasn't been training. Um is she gonna go in there hard sparring, taking shots? You know, I, I just I, I don't think so. And I think that was gross of her coach to put that out there. I didn't like it. I didn't like that he wanted to uh get some shine off of uh, her that way to put a matchup that we never got. Bummer that we never got it. But come on, man. You saw what happened in the last two fights. You put Ronda Rousey in there with two really, really good strikers. She tried walking through Holly Holm. Bad results. Ended up getting head kicked, concussed, jaw broken. Walked in a year later. Couldn't take any punches from Amanda Nunes. Why in God's name would he be able? Would she be able to do that? against a bigger Amanda Nunes, a better Amanda Nunes. It was a, it was a it was a it was a terrible thing for him to put out there. Uh and 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 play it up like, "Oh, she's too slow." Too slow. I mean like she run does not move it. What do you mean too slow? She takes a punch on the face and then she stops. Too slow. I don't know, man. That was something. Everybody have a lovely lovely rest of your week. I'll talk to you guys tomorrow morning show. One to three with Leroy and Beast. All that good, fun stuff. Everybody enjoy your football this Sunday and have some fun. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.